Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching or listening to JTHO. Today, let's talk about New York City and their plan for handling mental health 911 calls, uh, the future of concerts, California's new lockdown, and Harry Styles trends on Twitter because of a dress. All right, let's get into it. But first, roll the intro. All right, and uh, for those of you guys that haven't taken advantage yet, uh, make sure you catch the the episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Radio Public. It is available for you there on the go because I know sometimes some of us can uh, just listen to YouTube in the background or uh, simply we just don't like YouTube for one reason or another. But uh, yeah, just make sure you uh, catch the show on there. Okay, so let's move on to the first story, and that is uh, New York City's plan to handle... Uh, 911 calls when in relation to mental uh, health issues. So uh, there is an article published on CNN uh, that reads, New York City will send mental health teams instead of police to respond to some 911 calls. Now, at the face of this, I immediately, uh, you know, had my strong reservations, right? Well, you know, for one, uh, we have to look at the the issue here that sometimes these 911 calls, right? Some of us have maybe seen videos, of course, and many of us cannot forget about the the horrible case that happened with um, Walter Wallace Jr., right? Where police arrived, they uh, unfortunately either A, did not know how to handle the situation, depending on whose uh, point of view you're, you know, you're taking in, or or simply they thought that the uh, the best way to handle it was uh, to shoot the the man and kill him. So, you know, all this said now, it looks like, you know, New York is planning on sending mental health professionals out into the field. And back to my point, you know, when I read this, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know that's, that's the base, best approach, right? We're, we're talking about a situation where you can have uh, somebody, you know, um, willing a knife and can potentially hurt someone, right? Can, can, you know, go after somebody. And if that individual... You know, it is not equipped um, or prepared or trained or whatnot to handle, you know, somebody, you know, coming full blast at them with a weapon. You know, you can have more casualties, right, than solutions. Now, once you read the article and you go deeper into it, it is not exactly uh, the way CNN puts it there in the headline. In fact, it's, it goes on to say that, you know, the the calls will be accompanied by a police officer, right? Who will also be dispatched as a backup. However, the idea here is for the police officer not to be the first uh, point of contact, right? With the individual or, or, or with whoever, you know, it is that called the, the nine, or made the 911 call and had uh, uh, somebody come out because, uh, you know, there's something going on with somebody suffering from some mental episode. So, you know, once, once you at that end there, I will say that this is not the, the worst idea. Right. I think uh, many people agree that things need to change and need to be reformed in terms of you know, how we're preparing police officers to go out. Now, I think is is erroneous to think that a police officer can, you know, somehow 
manage uh, all these different roles and be trained and for all these different categories um, and treat all the the issues differently right again whether you're talking about a mental health crisis issue there or you're talking maybe domestic violence um, you're talking sometimes you know unfortunate um, some type of a sexual assault that happens uh, you know whether it be with women or men and it's it's crazy to think that thus far we have believed that a police officer can handle everything they just somehow give them a manual or give or give them a couple classes. It's it doesn't make any sense. So when I when I saw this article, yes, I had my my strong reservations of saying this is insane. We we can potentially see more more casualties, right? Because um, we're not talk, we're not exactly talking about every single one of these you know mental health calls are going to be you know from people that are maybe suffering more from depression and they're just maybe you know, in their home and they're barricaded in there and they're not really causing any harm. They just refuse to come out. No, you know, sometimes it could be someone that is, you know, schizophrenic and is maybe running after someone else, you know, thinking that, you know, they want to hurt them and, and, and in return, they, they want to defend themselves. And again, it can get into a, into a really nasty situation. So, you know, once I read that a police officer that plans this for a police officer, police officers to be dispatched alongside, I actually think this is a, a great beta test because that's really what, what this is. It's a, it's a, you know, it's still very much going to be something they're going to try out and see if it works. So, you know, I think uh, if this ends up working, I think um, there will be more cities that will follow suit, that will see New York and say, hey, sounds like, a, like an excellent plan. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And with that, let's move on to our next story. And that is how will California handle the next set of lockdowns? And for that, I turned to the New York Times in an article they had today uh, that read COVID-19 live updates. California issues tough restrictions and Iowa mandates masks as states try to tame virus. Now, in a nutshell here, you know, you obviously have um, a lot of news where you have, you know, coronavirus, uh, coronavirus, sorry, COVID-19 cases rising, right? Um, in many parts of the country, they're spiking hard, um, almost as hard as they were, or as high as they were rather um, at the beginning of the year, right? So everybody, uh, it feels like at least everybody is panicking. Everybody's thinking, okay, what else can we do to make sure we go back to more modest numbers, you know, whatever that means, but definitely not where we are now. In fact, I can share a little bit with you guys and saying that El Paso, which is where I am, uh, is, it has been, you know, getting hit hard with with uh, with cases. And, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Right. And, and I think California is, is really not out of the the reasons, at least I think that they're also spiking. You know, of course, you have holidays. You have people that are going to want to travel. Right. And many of them feel like they've been locked down enough. They, they're done with the lockdown and they're looking to say, you know what, I'm going to have to figure something out, maybe take those risks and go visit a family. And it's understandable. I'm not going to say that I think it's the, the worst idea. I, I do understand that there's a lot of people that are very, you know, very, very much to one side and believe that everybody, um, regardless of their situation, should be in 100 percent complete, complete lockdown. And then you have other people on the other extreme that say, screw this, this is not real, or this is being, you know, blown out of proportion by, by government officials. And I feel like I can just go out. In fact, I'm, I don't even need to wear a mask, right? So you have both ends of the spectrum. And we're, everybody, I think, is falling somewhere in between, of course. 
But I think because, again, of these holidays are upon us, uh, many, many are going to up or just say, you know what, I'm going to have to take those risks. And unfortunately, it looks like, according to this article, there have uh, been uh, an increase of, of home, you know, parties and, and gatherings that are definitely above what you would consider modest, right? When it comes to, to how many people should be gathering in close um, quarters. Now, the funny thing that I that I saw here is that you have uh, the governor himself of California who had to come out and apologize because apparently he was spotted at a gathering. Now, allegedly, this gathering took place outside, um, but um, the article here reads, Mr. Newsom apologized, apologized on Monday, saying that he should have turned around and left when he realized there were more guests at the party than he expected. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to call BS on this. Okay. Why? Because uh, for one, you know, it's, it's not like you're some, some Joe Schmo. It's not like it's just me and you. And you know, we don't really know who's attending these, these gatherings or these parties. And we're like, Oh man, we got there. And it turns out the whole block was, was there. And even then any of us would have better judgment if we really wanted to and say, you know, I, we're going to turn around and make some excuse up as to why we, we can't get to the party. Right. Um, no, that's not what happened. Right. Newsom Newsom is a, a is a politician, you know, and again, for that matter, he's not just some Joe Schmo. He's not even some guy of like some little town where he's a mayor of. No, no. He's the governor of California, one of the biggest states in the United States. So for him to say, oh, my God, it totally got me, you know, out of nowhere that I got there and there's all these people. It's why I call BS. Right. In my opinion, he damn well knew you know, that there was more uh, people there at whatever gathering he was attending than maybe there should have been. And he kind of rolled the dice and he's like, you know what? I'm going to come out tomorrow and just make a statement that I apologize. And quite frankly, I think that's what it is for many of these politicians. Very quickly, I'll mention, you know, um, people that have uh, insisted that they are allowed to go into a hair salon and then are filmed, right? Later on, because, uh, well, because they're being prima donnas, right? And then they get really upset and you're like, JT, you know, who, who are you talking about? Well, none other than Newsom's aunt. Um, the name for some reason, I can't believe it escapes me right now. But, um, and, and, oh, Nancy Pelosi. There we go. Nancy Pelosi, right? Excuse me. Yeah, he, she is uh, Newsom's aunt. And she is a lady that is seen on tape, uh, you know, attending, you know, a session for a hair salon. When she was herself saying, you know, nothing is important right now, including your haircuts. So these politicians, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go back and forth on what they allegedly believe and the restrictions they want. Here's the, the, key, the key thing to remember. It's the restrictions they want for you. You as an individual that you mean nothing, right? Again, in comparison to what they feel is their level, right? You're just some Joe Schmo. No, you're not allowed to go to get your hair done or anything like that. Um, but Nancy Pelosi is. And by the way, if you're wondering, wait, was it something maybe like outside she got her hair done? No, no, of course not. She's Nancy Pelosi, right? She's like this rich politician. No, she she was all up in the in the shop. If you go out and Google the video, you can find it. Nancy Pelosi is under fire today after surveillance video shows her at a hair salon getting a blowout and not wearing a face mask. The optics don't look good. No. There needs to be a whole no. lot of explanation about it's terrible. Nancy Pelosi is a hypocrite. The most powerful woman in America can be seen with wet hair inside a salon in San Francisco, 
Problem is, under California COVID-19 regulations, clients cannot be serviced indoors. Right, later on, she came out really upset because it was in the, the lady that did her hair, which was renting the chair at the uh, salon. It was actually the salon owner. Right. That kind of kind of outed her and say, look at this. Look at this hypocrite. Right. And again, people can come to the defense of Pelosi and say, well, yeah, but there wasn't that many people at the salon. Again, you have to realize that or at least, you know, free for a moment. Try to understand that even if you idolize either Pelosi or in this case, Newsom, these are individuals who are coming out regularly on camera saying, Please stay home. Don't be selfish. Blah, 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 blah. Guilt tripping you into doing whatever it is that they want you to do. But, you know, in private, they're doing the complete opposite. Right. And, and only when they get called out for it, do they come out with a statement saying, oh, golly, I should have been smarter about this. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but to continue here real quick with what he plans to do. It's a lot of what he's done already, right? Which is, uh, you know, making sure people are not gathering, closing out anything that requires indoor activities, uh, including restaurants, gyms. Again, a lot of what we have seen already. Now, the funny thing is that I found that he, they're, you know, they're contemplating, they're discussing uh, a, a possible curfew. Now, that part was interesting. Um, and I will say that if there is data to support that, you know, that, doing curfews, whatever, whatever they might end up being, whether you can be out or you're, you're not encouraged to be out, or if you're out, you know, past a certain time, you will be ticketed or something. If there's data to support that, that helps in curving, right? Uh, COVID, I'm going to say that I'm all for it, right? Now I, I don't hold this data. I don't know if it exists out there. So I'm not going to, I don't plan to talk out of my ass. Um, so with that said, I will say that if there is no data, um, and they don't know really if, if implementing these curfews, which very likely will, will upset a lot of people to the point where they're going to just violate the curfew just because, you know, they're upset. Then I don't know that this is the best approach, right? Because, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to taking away and being more restrictive with people, it often, or more often than not, it pisses people off to the point where, again, in my opinion, they break whatever rule or regulation is out just because they're pissed off specifically in my opinion in the United States, because I am a big believer that while not every single human being in the United States is an entitled prick, many people are an overwhelming amount of people are right. You have so many of these so-called influencers, which yes, if you haven't, you know, caught on to my, my drift here, I do have a big problem with influencers. They, what, 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 if you haven't heard, many of them were throwing parties all throughout this year, right? Where they were gathering in, in numbers of 50 to 100 individuals in single houses um, just to throw their, their influence or influence, or influence power party, excuse me. And it's just ridiculous, right? And again, what happened to them? Well, really nothing. I mean, I mean, what? I mean, I didn't hear anything beyond a, allegedly some influencer getting their water shut off or something like that. But other than that, it's people with money. And, and unfortunately, in the United States, some of us may not like it, but money equals to power. So, um, you know, that's where I'll leave that with with COVID. It doesn't sound like it's anything further than what, you know, a lot of us have, has have already seen with uh, their restrictions and stuff like that. And with that, let's move on to the next story. And that is uh, one that's a, a bit more on the uh, lighthearted side, and that is uh, the possible future of concerts, of shows. Um, 
we found an article on the rollingstone.com that is uh, about the Flaming Lips who showcase a space bubble concert uh, for their new Assassin of Youth video. So it's very, very interesting. Um, they, here, let's roll that clip real quick. Okay, so you guys got the to, to see the clip there. It's better than what I can describe it. But for those of you guys listening, um, essentially, it's exactly what you're probably picturing. Everybody at the concert, including the artists, were in these bubbles, these transparent bubbles. Um, it's very, very interesting. It's like that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. I don't remember what the name was. But um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you maybe say it out loud and you're like, you know what, maybe we can have everybody in their own bubble. You know, and I think we've been saying things like that, right, for years. Um, we can have them live in their own bubble, and maybe we'll be safer. And then someone is like, all right, hold my beer. And they're like, let's go see if we can do it. And apparently, you know, it worked. Now, whether zero COVID, um, you can kind of say casualties from that, I don't know. Nothing has come out of that. I would imagine it would be very hard because, again, everybody is literally in their bubble. So it's very interesting to see if that perhaps could be, an alternative, right, to not having concerts at all. Now, it's definitely a, a better alternative than what allegedly there are some rumors, right, that you have uh, places like Ticketmaster trying to do, and that is to have essentially you prove, uh, I don't know if it's shot records or a medical history or something of that nature. And again, this is allegedly, there's a lot of rumors and, and even some confusion as to what they mean by, by showing that you are COVID-free, right? But the idea is that you would buy tickets and then somehow demonstrate that, you know, you're not trans, you know, transmitting COVID because you have COVID or that you are just period COVID free. Right. Um, it's, it's very definitely not the best alternative. I mean, I'd rather do a bubble. I don't attend concerts often. In fact, never. I think I have attended a few concerts in my lifetime. Um, and I will say that if, if I were to, attend a concert, I, I think I'll offer the bubble then to giving more of my information, right, out to to a place like Ticketmaster, right? It's I'm sorry, attending a concert, uh, no matter who is the artist, does not warrant for me to be like, okay, here's more of my private information. I am, I can be pretty open about putting, you know, these, these Alexa things in my home and, and, you know, the cameras in my home. I can be open to that, right? But once you start, you know, asking me to turn over my medical records, possibly, right, um, just to attend, I don't know, any concert of any artist you can think of, at least in my world, not worth it. No, thank you. Right. I'll buy the CD. I'll buy the album some elsewhere. You know, um, in fact, I'll just wait a couple of decades until we start having uh, one of those virtual concerts like the Tubac one you know, at home and I'll just watch it that way. Thank you. So, you know, the, the bubble thing was definitely an interesting story. I, I got a, I got a laugh out of that. Okay. And let's move on to our final story. And that is why Harry Styles was trending. Now, if you don't know who Harry Styles is, he is, um, you know, he's an artist, he's a singer. He comes out of a, a group of One Direction a few years ago, you know, they had a, a few hits. And uh, recently, you know, he's been showing up to different events 
um, before this Vogue thing, which I'm going to say, I don't even know why this was trending. Um, it looks like primarily because we was critiqued, but when I went to dig in and, you know, about Harry Styles and what he was doing, why did Vogue magazine decide to do this, this shoot with him where him, you know, he was wearing dresses. I'm like, wait, hold on. This is him. God has showed up to different events with, you know, what you normally would say is women attire, right? Um, so why is this trending? Like, why is it relevant? Ah, okay. Then we got into the, of course, because there's for one side, there's always going to be the opposite, right? We got into uh, finding that Candace Owens, you know, made the whole thing trend. This is probably, to be honest with you, probably would have just passed, you know, unnoticed for the most part. Or at least not trend to where it was earlier in the day. It was like number one, number two on Twitter. So we go to the, for that, we go to Candace Owens's uh, remarks, right? And she says, there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. And in the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Now, you know, that alone, before I go on to what else happened, I'm like, hold on, Candace, hold on. As much as there's been like a couple, a couple things that I'm like, oh, okay, she's trying to make a good point. This one, I'm like, what? What are you saying? Hold on. Uh, so, uh, first of all, you haven't lived through every society to proclaim that every society, right? Uh, or at least saying no society can survive without strong men. And, and that strong men is very broad. What is strong men, Candace? Are we talking about... Uh, well, I don't know, uh, uh, clans like, um, uh, let's see here, uh, um, I don't know, clans of the 18, 16, 1400s, you know, where, where men used to uh, beat women, you know, um, it was actually something that was just in their culture, you know, or used to, you know, kill it, you know, beat each other to death. Uh, with different tools, you know, and there was like the blood everywhere and everything you've seen in, you know, probably in, in, in throughout history books, or are we talking about like maybe more specific like Vikings, which again, um, Vikings used to throw their, their children when they were deformed, right? Much like an example, the Spartans, you know, and women had no, no say in that. In fact, if they ever spoke up, they were either also punished, you know, or, or some of the, some of them were even thrown in with the children, right? And killed. So, what are you talking about strong men? You know, can you be more descriptive? I know Twitter doesn't let you be uh, beyond so many characters, but to make such a such a statement, you know, you would think you want to back that up. You know, now the East knows this. The East knows this. Now we're talking about the United States East or are we talking about like Middle East, which is often also criticized for their handle of women, for marrying, you know, children essentially to grown men. So what do you mean by the East knows this? Okay, let's continue on, right? I'm dissecting her tweet. Um, the steady feminization of men at the same time that Marxism. Now, I'm not even going to get into Marxism because it's just such a controversial topic and I can go on for hours with that because there are some things that I agree with that. But let's focus on the first um, uh, term there, feminization. Okay, so I don't feel that anybody is feminizing me. I don't feel feminine. Right. I also don't feel I don't know the that, that I am the epitome of of what maybe she feels as a strong man. Um, but I don't feel that the society, at least again, I'm a member of the United States society and nobody's feminizing me. You know, if, if I 
I don't know, wash my face and scrub it with a scrub? Is my feminine? If I don't have, what, oil in my hands every day from being a grease monkey and working with tools, does that mean I'm a feminine? If I do my hair, am I a feminine? I mean, it just, it just doesn't make any sense, right? When, when she makes statements like that. Now, uh, to make matters, in my opinion, even worse, you had the likes of Ben Shapiro, right? Also, like I've said before, a very conservative uh, commentary. Um, so Ben Shapiro adds and says, this is, a, this is perfectly obvious, right? In, in response to, to her. Anyone who pretends that this is not a referendum of masculinity for men to, do, to don fluffy dresses is treating you as a full-on idiot. Again, very dramatic, right? I consistently have replied back to people um, that like to over, um, you know, dramatize their statements, right? For the purpose of shock value, for for you to just kind of like, you know, hinge on their words and be like, hmm, I wonder, and, and you're there pondering if, hmm, maybe there's something more, you know, deep with the statement, you know, more meaningful. There is not. You know, most of these individuals that, that love to tweet or, or post things on Facebook or, or Instagram or hell, you know what, any, any of the uh, social media platforms, they do it for shock value, right? They, they sit there and they think of what are the best words to use that are going to either A, make them sound real, real smart or B, um, you know, go along with their, what their followers initially, um, you know, kind of fell in love with them in the first place, right? So when it comes to these two individuals, well, for one, we got to understand that both of them are very much uh, on the right, right? They're conservatives and you know, it's okay, right? Now here's where I would say to their defense, right? Cause uh, you know me, I'm very much in the middle of many things, right? I don't, I don't like tribalism. I don't like for anybody to include me in the left or the right and make me part of their clan. I don't like that crap. Which not to come to come think of it, maybe that's what Candace Owens means when it's like strong man. I, I don't know. It's weird, huh? But uh, anyways, my point here, right now, now that I kind of ripped them in a little bit, I will say that when it comes to what they're maybe trying to communicate is that hey, they don't want things to change, right? They they don't want to see men in dresses. You know, I actually, I was actually surprised that this was even trending. Maybe because it was Harry Styles and he's famous. But there was another guy, right, that uh, I found. I, I was trying to remember who it was. And then I Googled it for the purpose of the, the episode here. And it was, I remember seeing something on uh, boardpanda.com. And that is, uh, the, the, the article was about skirts and heels are not just for women. This guy proves that perfectly, right? And it was about a guy, his name is uh, Mark Bryan, who is an American living in Germany and wears dresses you know, pretty much regularly, I, I think every day to work, you know, and not only dresses, high heels and, and everything, you know. Um, in fact, <laughs> if you look at some of the pictures, you're like, oh, that, that's, you know, nice dress by, you know, wear, you know, worn by a woman. And then you kind of scroll up again, you're like, oh, okay, it's a dude. And here's what I'll tell you, um, or here's what I'll tell you about this, which kind of goes along with the whole Harry Styles wearing dresses. You know, when it comes to to men and, and what they wear, right? And by the way, this applies to to women too. Who gives an F, right? Uh, if that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel happy, you're not really hurting anyone, uh, go ahead, right? Now, will this uh, somehow, as Ben Shapiro says, um, 
create some kind of a, what was his words? Referendum of masculinity or in Canada's own words, you know, um, steady uh, feminization of men. I don't agree with that. I, no matter who puts a dress in front of me, right? I'm thinking about me personally. Um, I don't, I'm not going to wear one because I don't like dresses, right? Um, will I look good in them? I don't know. That's for you to imagine me in one. That's, I don't know. Do I? You know, it's, it's just kind of, you know, ridiculous, you know, to feel that just because some dude is wearing a dress, all of a sudden, all the other dudes are going to stop, you know, wanting to be men. You know, same thing for, for women. If a woman or if a woman tomorrow decides, you know, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to wear the most, quote unquote, boyish uh, clothing I can find. That doesn't make the rest of the women not women. It's just so stupid to have that kind of mentality. Now, if you look at it, Ben Shapiro, right? I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but if Ben Shapiro somehow tomorrow um, starts dressing with dresses and says, you know what? You know what? It's because I saw uh, that guy, that American in Germany, what was his name? Uh, Mark Bryan. And then remember Harry Styles was wearing a dress? It, 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 they, they really influenced me into wearing dresses. Damn them. I would say to that, uh, stop bullshitting, dude. You know you wanted to wear dresses since you were probably little. You know, and you know what? Rock them. Be happy with them. Good for you. You know, um, I don't know that anybody should critique even the Ben Shapiro. If again, in this imaginary world, he came out tomorrow and wanted to wear dresses. Like, okay, good for you, dude. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was what you were hating on, on Harry Styles, right? Because deep down, maybe you wanted to wear a dress. But to say again, um, that somehow who and what wears what, uh, will completely change the minds of, of other men and what they're going to wear. I, I disagree. If you think this is more for the youth that you're maybe thinking, Hey JT, well, maybe he's referring to that. Maybe young kids, young, young boys will be confused if they start seeing men in dresses. I don't know that that's also true because I mean, have you not picked up a history book? Huh? Never picked up a history book. Never occurred to you that uh, you're not wearing dresses, uh, even though you had our our founding fathers, many of them, wear like what do you call them, turkas or whatever the hell they were wearing. People in Ireland doing you know uh, similar again. They don't. I don't think they call them skirts again. Again, they, I think they had their name, but still, I mean, for those men out there maybe watching this and like saying, "Oh, JT, you're supporting the what was it? Steady feminization of men, dude." I would ask you this. Are you wearing a dress? Does this make you want to wear a dress? You know, yes. So you should really ask yourself because really that's, that's the problem here is that people one more than anything, fear what they don't know. Right. And then two, they don't want things to change. They're scared of change. And then them seeing, you know, men rock, the, rock this, these dresses, excuse me, kind of makes them feel like, Hey, you're taking it away from women, which by the way, I will, I will say this to, to end this topic. I do think that making an effing parade, an effing party or, or scandal for that matter over even Harry Styles wearing a dress, or again, this, this guy that I was telling you guys about, uh, Mark Bryan, right? The, the American in Germany making this big fiasco because, oh, men were, you know, is wearing a dress. All eyes turned to that is stupid. You know, it completely goes against what many, many women I will play. And I know maybe not, it won't be unpopular, but uh, many uh, feminists might say like, see, this is what we're talking about. Men want to take everything away from us. I, I, I kind of agree, right? Why are we making this big ass scandal over men wearing dresses? Who gives a shit? 
you know, like this is a, this, I mean, we don't, we wouldn't make a big issue or Rick scandal when you see a woman wearing a woman's dress or for that matter, a woman tomorrow coming out and I don't know, a suit, like a man's suit. Nobody would give a shit, but all of a sudden this is, this is big news, big news, man wears dress who gives a shit. That's where I, I'll say to that, right? Um, let them wear it. If they're doing it for attention, you know, I don't know. I think we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice by giving them attention, right? This is stupid. So anyways, that is it for today. I'll end it here. I appreciate you guys watching and tuning in. Um, by the way, let me add on here real quick that uh, I have unfortunately have to uh, have or created another Instagram account. It appears, this is a, my own conspiracy, but it appears that maybe I was a shadow band. So very quickly, if you guys didn't catch the video, I'll, I'll say it again. I changed my username no more than maybe two weeks ago from Jonathan Torres Herrera to the JTH show or at JTH show rather. And everything was, everything was great. No problems. All of a sudden, um, go into Instagram and it says account doesn't exist. Go into reset. My username doesn't exist. Try to log in with my Facebook account. And it says, if you own JTH show, use your password. So there's there. The account is definitely somehow there. Take a, a couple screenshots that said disabled, but again, never got any kind of a FYI, never got anything from Instagram. It was just gone. Just like that. Did the, the whole YouTube it, find out how other people unblock themselves or, or, you know, get their accounts reactivated. Nada, nothing sent. I don't know, probably half a dozen emails to Instagram, right? Um, to different addresses, different departments. Um, got a couple of replies, definitely from machine, but nothing from anyone saying, Hey, this is a mistake or, Hey, this is why your account got deactivated. Nada. So unfortunately I had to create a whole, a whole new one. Definitely lost some people on there that I don't know if they have even noticed that I'm gone, but you know what? For those of you guys that went back in there and try to find me, you can find me at jth.show. Um, and yeah, I would appreciate if you guys, uh, follow again and, you know, so you guys can get informed when I, when I upload or, you know, when I, uh, when I enjoy one of these randomly and I share with you guys, but, uh, other than that, hope you guys have a great rest of your day and, uh, until next time, see ya. Hey, thanks for watching the JTH show. Remember you can catch all the episodes, full episodes on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or radio public. You can also visit www thejthshell.com to catch episodes there and to catch anything that we had to blur out because of YouTube um, or any other platform. We usually put all of our raw uh, information in there that is uncensored. Um, you can also become a member at www.thejthshell.com to catch all the special perks. Thanks for watching.